worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having an absolutely fantastic day today. And if you need anything, as always, healthmasters.com is here to help you out. And the product of the week, y'all voted it won, the Joint Rebuilding Formula. That's our top-of-the-line formula that helps out with rebuilding soft tissue, whether it be in the elbows, knees, joints, ankles, so forth. Great product. Had use it with a lot of athletes. I personally have used it over the years, especially when I've had injuries. And it's a very, very good product that a lot of people get great response from. So be sure to check it out on the website at 10% off right now as product of the week. And the more I've started to see this, this whatever this this Supreme Court justice is, whatever she is, I don't even, <clears throat> excuse me, I can't even figure this out yet. I've been watching a lot of the videos of what they're actually trying to do with this complete and total, I mean, almost demonic communist. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. I've, I've watched some of this stuff, and it's embarrassing the fact that they're even taking somebody this sadistic and this perverted and this sick. And they're actually even having a hearing about making this person the Supreme Court justice. Not only does she have like zero, zero recourse as far as people that are involved in child pornography and child trafficking. She says basically the sentencing needs to be lowered down if they don't have volumes and volumes of child porn. She can't even define what a woman is flat out. Can't even define. Oh, I'm not sure. Then they ask her, well, when does life begin? When is conception? Um, I can't answer that. I don't know. Literally, she's a clown. This, again, is what we've continually talked about, of them coming in and subverting the entire United States culture. And it's frustrating, and it really is. The more I've seen it this morning, it's been very frustrating to watch these individuals that, in most cases, if they were in the real world, would have a hard time getting a job at McDonald's if they actually were in the real world and they weren't propped up under a communist regime. But yet they're being put in positions of power extreme power, the fact that this lady is even being discussed, even considered, this this Brown Jackson, Katina Brown Jackson, the more I've read up on her, the more sickening it is, the fact that somebody would be considered like this at the Supreme Court of the United States, but it's not surprising when you understand the entire country has obviously and very clearly been infiltrated through communism. And so again, this is where we're starting to watch things go. And this is one of the reasons why I guess they're pushing so hard on this transgender agenda right now. And they're just absolutely doubling down on it. And I saw an article earlier and it was very, very candid about it. And it said the trans women being men and pretending otherwise is cultural insanity so let's get a few points out of the way before anything else. There is zero scientific evidence to support the notion of gender self-identification. It's a made-up idea, simply that, nothing scientifically based. There is zero scientific evidence to support the claim that gender is merely a social construct. There is zero evidence that biology determines – or excuse me, there is more evidence that biology determines gender behaviors and manhood and womanhood are inborn physiological constructs. The vast majority of people develop gender associations directly in line with their biology. Men act like men and women act like women, and these behaviors have been established as biological fact from the beginning of recorded history. And what they did now with this NCAA swimming thing and allowing this – grown man who's like six foot two who's been a man his entire life and now suddenly as a failure of a swimmer in the men's department decided he wanted to go be a female all of a sudden and jump in and be a woman is downright not only insulting 
it's embarrassing the entire culture that we've maintained for the last, you know, 200 plus years here in the United States. And again, this isn't just about pushing this agenda. The LGBTQRS alphabet groups that basically want to pretend that there's something that they're not. This is all about, again, and I mentioned it earlier this week, if you guys listen back, it's all about taking the identity of truth and the reality of truth and removing it. Because once you take a nature, a natural fact, a natural science, a natural law that has been coherent since the beginning of time and you now say that law no longer exists because I feel different than what that law says you then say that every single thing that's a truth, every single thing that's a fact can now be bended or manipulated and is no longer facts or truth it is simply whatever we say it is and this is the overall goal and agenda of the communist regime of what they've wanted to do and how they're going to push it is once they can come in and tell people this is a lie, this is a lie, this is a lie. Only thing that's true is what we tell you, which is what we see now in mainstream media. You start seeing very, very clearly where the agenda is, and that's why it is so important we continue to speak the truth and push it out there. The the photos of this, this grown man getting a first-place trophy, a grown man getting a first-place trophy in the women's swimming is so insulting to me, and the more I look at it, the more it makes me mad. The fact that people are actually going along with this is a telling sign of how compromised the country is, and that's why it's really important that people continue to pray and continue to push back to Jesus and continue to get things right with this country because the rate we're going – This is not going to be a good outcome because this is literally spitting in the face of truth, in the face of reason, and quite frankly, spitting in the face of natural science and law and in the face of God Almighty when you start doing sadistic stuff like this. So again, continue to get the truth out there, continue to support freedom, and continue to support the reality of the laws that we have in place that have been here for so long and not compromising this because somebody wants to feel better about themselves because they're a failure in their sport and they want to go become a female, pretend they're a female, and go dominate a sport that they have no business being in with other genders. What do you think, Dan? Uh, well, you know, it's interesting because DeSantis has now declared the University of Virginia swimmer the rightful winner, not Leah Thomas. Yep. I mean, I, you got to love DeSantis. The governor said that the Florida native is the real winner of the NCAA Swimming Championship. Florida Governor DeSantis said that the University of Virginia swimmer Emma Wayant is the rightful winner of the NCAA 500-yard free freestyle championship, not Penn swimmer Leah Thomas. I mean, you know, think about this. I mean, I'm surprised that, you know, Governor DeSantis, he may do this, may give her some big trophy or something and bring her to the governor's mansion and declare her the victor. You know, I'm, I'm starting to really like DeSantis. I just hope I can get a clear-cut understanding of what he really believes in and what he wants to do. But you talk about natural law, Austin, as far as what males are and what females are and what Y chromosomes and X chromosomes are and what genitalia are. Gosh, we were talking about this again. But the reality is it's like the law of gravity. These people are so twisted in their mindset because, remember, what is good is bad, bad is good, up is right, wrong, you know, wrong is right. All of these things they teach from their Kabbalah. And the people on the planet are finally beginning to realize that just maybe these guys are a bunch of sickos, and we don't want to believe it. It's kind of like them telling you now, there's no such thing as the law of gravity. I doubt, I doubt its existence. Go ahead and step off a 10-story building, and you won't fall. You'll go. You'll float. You'll fly like Superman, you know, and, and that's what they're saying to us. They're telling us to take something that's been a fixed thing in human civilization for 
hundreds of thousands of years or however long man has been on this planet. Some say 8,000, some say more. I don't know. Who knows? But the point is they're trying to change everything. They really are. And so this is what they do. It's called inversion. It's to create this opposite of everything. It's what Otto Kahn talked about. You know, when I read you that letter that he had written as far as that summary from Jonas Alexis, this is the group, this Kazarian mafiosa group that was originally based in the Ukrainian area, area in, you know, where we have the Ukraine now, which were the snake people. They worshiped Lucifer. They sacrificed humans. They sacrificed children. They went into their surrounding areas and they basically took these children and they basically sacrificed them. It got so bad that the surrounding countries got together and said, you know, you guys got to stop this. We're not going to allow you. We're going to wipe you guys out. And these are the guys that converted to that point in time the Judaism. They claimed but it wasn't. It was the synagogue of Satan. It was basically all of the groups of people who were all these snake worshipers and worshipers of all this weird stuff. They got together and became the Khazars, the Khazarian Mafia. And so you guys hear a lot about that, but you know nobody really understands where that what that means. Well, this is the Ukrainian area. And some say they're trying to take it back over again to make it their homeland again. I don't know, guys. It's just the whole thing is so twisted. But you go back into history and you start reading this stuff and you start seeing that these guys are doing this. And they've continued to do this for thousands and thousands of years. Now, let me give you an example here. You know, this is an article that just came out. And, and, and it talks about what's happening, you know, with these Khazarian mafias and who they really are, what they really believe, and what they're doing. And, and it's an article. I'm not going to give you the guy's name because it's just an interview with him. And a lot of the stuff that he says I don't agree with because he's definitely not a Christian. But he got this right today. And, and he, here's what he says. He goes, we've recognized what's occurred with this whole COVID-19 thing. So it's going to be difficult to go back to our old form of life. We're beginning to realize that this is the new normal. The new normal is going to be very disruptive. and It is going to be even more emotionally damaging to so many people. And now what we've seen is that in our reality, when the central bank itself and the system that the central bank is set up is under attack. And this is a good thing. All of the central banks on the whole planet are owned by the Rothschilds, which is a crime family. That's interesting. Now, here people are starting to talk about the same thing that I've been talking about. And he goes, so these are the Khazarians, part of the Khazarian mafia, very big in the Khazarian mafia. And they own and control the central banking system throughout the whole Western world. This would be the Luciferian Kabbalist people that we've talked about. The Sabbatean Frank is the part of that's the part of this group that he's discussing here. He said the system is crashing right now. And now in Ukraine. It's not going to get any worse than it is now. The Russians are not invading. This is an incursion. This is a policing action. He says the Russians have very specific goals. He goes, these Nazis that are in Ukraine are not like the German guys from World War II. The worst of the worst were the Ukrainian Nazis because the whole Nazi idea comes from the Khazarian Mafia and goes way back into the 1800s, back to the period of the time of the Illuminati and the Freemasons and Albert Pike and the elimination of white people. All of this within the structure of work they gave to Albert Pike. He was something of a twisted genius, a military guy. The supposed Khazarian Mafia network is under attack now because of what's happening around the world. People are waking up and realizing it's these central banks. But they're in desperation to the point that they're trying to collapse the entire system. So here's the question you've got to ask yourself. I'm going to step off this article now. If the international banking cartels are really in trouble, but they still control the world's economic engine and the currencies of the world, how do they still have so much power? How are they still shorting General Motors parts and trucks? You know, I told you I bought a truck back in December. It took four months to get to me, four months after I paid for it. Now, here's the problem. 
if they have that kind of control over the major world corporations and the economic world engines, how are they in trouble? I just thought I'd mention that. I mean, ask yourself that question. If they're still controlling everything, this micro level, why do so many people now saying that they're crumbling and that basically this whole new world system is going to be reset and they're going to be thrown out? Or are they the ones, this Khazarian international one world government Luciferian group of international bankers at the highest levels, are they the ones that are collapsing everything so that they can still be in control on the other side? This is it. I mean, we've got to ask ourselves that question. And remember, the CIA is also controlled by this same mafia. Remember, they had witches on their payroll. I, I, I've told you guys that so many times. So the central bank basically is the deep state. The New York Fed controls the treasury of the United States, took it over in 1933-1934 with the Exchange Stability Fund. Now, that's the thing that we they've done to us. You know, what would buy, what, what a dollar was, you know, now from 1900 is you have to take 33 to $50 to buy the same thing that $1 did. So they're inflating the currency, and by inflating the currencies, they're monetizing their debt. So all of these guys, this mafia group, this the, the, the Jewish mafia, the Italian mafia, the Russian mafia, all these guys that are involved in all of this bizarre behavior, including the running of $1.5 trillion out of heroin out of Afghanistan every year, they're basically running the world into a hole. And so what's going to happen is, you know, when you know, we're going to, we're going to all look back one day and we're going to realize that Woodrow Wilson allowed this Rothschild group through Samuel Untermeyer to get their central bank back into the United States, you know, after they threatened his daughter and they sank the Titanic and the Lusitania and they blackmailed him because of his affair that he had at Princeton. Samuel Untermeyer did this. And then he brought in Brandish and all the rest of the stuff, all these liberal Kabbalists into the uh, – into the Supreme Court in all in these federal court positions. So all of this stuff is something that we have to really, really, really be careful with right now because they're controlling the entire narrative of what we see on the radio, hear on the radio, and see on the TV because these are the guys that own the media. State Street, BlackRock, Vanguard. You know, we've talked about it in depth for years and years and years. So what we have to ask ourselves a question is this. What is the truth? Yesterday I spoke to my pastor friend. He's 90 years old, and I talked to you about him a year ago, and they had put him on a chemotherapy drug, and we put him on supplements, and he worked with this doctor, and he, he recovered from the leukemia, and, and basically, you know, he's doing great. Then he decided to take three injections, three jabs, three shots, three kill shots, three clot shots. After I told him not to, he took the first one. I said, please don't take any more of these, and he turned right around and got the second one, turned right around and got the third one because, see, the older people over the age of actually 60 – they really see God and doctors kind of like synonymous because they hold the power of life and death. And it's like they have their cross hanging around their neck. They call it their stethoscope. They're wearing their, right, their white robes, which is their clergy attire and all the rest. And they were trained by their parents to believe that these guys were actually kings and gods. And I'm talking gods with like a little g because they held the power of life and death. And so they controlled everything. So when they told you, take this drug, your blood pressure is supposed to be 120 over 70, and your blood pressure is 123 over 69, you have high blood pressure, take this drug. You go, I feel great. I'm kind of stressed out because you're taking my blood pressure. No, take the blood pressure. I won't see you as a patient. Well, I really don't want to vaccinate my children. No, you either vaccinate your children or you go to another doctor. You're bad. You're bad. I'm going to excommunicate you, peasant. Get out of my office. You must vaccinate your children. 
Don't you get like, you know, $100,000 a year from these insurance companies if you have 100% vaccination rate? You don't know that. Don't look behind the curtain, peasant. You must. You must not on any circumstances look behind the curtain and all the financial incentives that I have to stick your children with a needle. Don't talk about it, peasant. You must leave my office now and never to return. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm excommunicated now. Yep, get out. And you go, wow, that was crazy. Years ago. I had a friend of mine, young guy, had some kids, and I pleaded with him not to vaccinate these kids. And he said he wasn't going to. Then because of pressure from the doctor and his wife, he decided he's going to vaccinate. And, he, and I asked him, why are you doing this? He said, well, the doctor won't see us. And I've, it's free on my medical insurance, like $50 a visit, and I don't want to pay it. So I had a friend of mine who's a medical doctor in, in Lakeland, and I said, i tell you what, since I know you and I love you like a son – I want you to do this. I'll pay for the $50, and you can go to my general practitioner and make sure your kids stay healthy. No, I'm not going to do that. Well, we got into a big, big blowout. So he ended up injecting his children. Then he told me it would be God's will for his children if they came down with autism. I, I'm not even, I can't even make this stuff up. And the kid, his son, came down with autism after he was injected. And now all of a sudden he's diametrically opposed to vaccines. You know, why did it take that? You know, I talked to my buddy yesterday, my pastor friend who had the shot, you know, and he was recovering. I had recovered from leukemia. Now the leukemia is back. And he said a few days ago, a few weeks ago, he had to go in and have a full blood transfusion because his white blood cell count. I mean, he had to, like, replace all of his blood. And he said he feels much better now, but he's still unbelievably sick, and he only can go for a few minutes, and he's out of breath. And he actually feels horrible, and he felt great. He was preaching and everything else before he took the shots. And now he basically has cancer again, back on the chemotherapy drugs, and barring a miracle, he's going to die. Now, this is not an isolated event, my friends. Not an isolated event at all. Last night, I went to Lowe's to get some supplies. And I was this one guy was really there. He was really nice, really, really sharp. And he's about 69 years old. And I asked him, I said, have you had the shot? He goes, oh, I've had all three shots. And I said, well, How's it affecting? He goes, well, he was after the second shot. I got such a bad blood infection that I had to basically, you know, go on intravenous antibiotics. And now I have cancer. Yeah, this is what told me. And this is last night. This is not something that we're just making up as we go here. Uh, and I said to him, I said, and he asked me, he says, well, can you guys please pray for me? And I said, yes, I'll be happy to pray for you. And we stopped right there, <clears throat> right there in the middle of Lowe's, and we prayed for him. You know, and you people say, well, did somebody might have heard you? <laughs> My response is, I hope somebody heard me. I really do. I hope somebody heard me. Wayne Allen Root, I was speaking with him by text last night, and he told me, he got, he says, since our wedding in November, 12 friends have either died or had massive heart attacks. He had about 100 people at his wedding. So since his wedding on November the in November, 12 friends have either had or died of massive heart attacks. All 12 who basically were, vac- had ba- were vaccinated. No, no coincidences here. It says Joe, his friend, was triple vaccinated. The odds are not possible to lose 12 people in just one group since the wedding. This is something that Wayne Allen Roots had me last night. And then Rob, from, Rob, Rob Pugh from Wisconsin, good friend of mine, good man, really, really good man. 
uh, he, he, he sent me, I, I sent him that text from Wayne. He said, it says, he says, thanks for sharing, Ted. I know two that have died since they took the jab. One was 38 years old. He was in the best of health, vibrant health. He ran five miles every day, rain, sun, or snow. He worked out of the gym every day, ate extremely healthy. Despite all of my warnings, he took the jabs. Died of a massive stroke the next day. Another friend was 60. His wife was a nurse. He, too, was in good health. He had to get jabbed to keep her job. Two nights later, while sleeping next to her, he was just dead. No explanation. She just woke up at 2 a.m. and found him dead. All we can do is warn people and show them the evidence. Ultimately, it's their choice. They have to choose life or death. And then he said something really nice to me. He said, <clears throat> by the way, I've been meaning to shoot you a note to tell you how much I appreciate you and your show and Health Masters. You've been a wonderful friend. You're a good man and a faithful man. And I thank him for saying that for me. But the thing about it is, is with me, it's all about Jesus. With anything that I do, I give the glory to God Almighty. And you guys who know me personally, you know that's true. You know, we're all here for a little while, and then we're gone, and then we're on to our next life. And that's just what we have to always be thinking about. Send another one to my friend, <clears throat> Chris. Here's what he said. I had two of my associates in their 50s pass in their sleep after being vaxxed within 30 days. I'm like, oh, wow, this is, this is just crazy. And then you think, well, yeah. And then, and then I had my buddy, Eric. You know, he's a good friend of mine. He's a doctor. And uh, he said this. He goes, he goes, as a practicing physician, I have seen hundreds of people die over the past 12 months from heart attacks and other cancer-related illnesses. Hundreds. He goes, the amount of death and destruction that is happening in the world is unbelievable. There's been an 84% increase in mortality, all-cause mortality for millennials in 2021, and a 40% increase across the United States of all-cause death between the ages of 18 and 49. It just blows my mind that people aren't talking about this and how corrupt the mainstream media can is completely. We know that the health and human services has been over $1 billion marketing to push these shots. Now, you know, I, I, I could just go on and on and on. Another, another doctor friend of mine uh, named Sherry, she goes, where's all the weeping? Where's all the wailing? Where's all the gnashing of teeth? Where's the wave of grief instead of, oh, well, and just acceptable? Where's the screaming anger of loss of husbands, wives, and children who are dying to democide, which is destruction and death by government? And I, my response back to Sherry was this. She, I said, Light has come into the world, but the world has preferred the darkness. And you think, wow, Ted, and these are just people that you know? Yes. Yes. Here's another one. Uh, he, goes, he goes, I've lost two colleagues. This is Tom. I've lost two work colleagues as well just in the last month, both caused by blood clots. Both were women in their 40s. I mean, unbelievable. It just goes on and on and on. And I just sent this out this morning, and I got all these responses back that fast just from some of the people on my personal text list. Terribly sad, another one. Here's from Stan and Roxanne. We've been hearing this way too often. Prominent ophthalmologist in our area, 64 years old, died suddenly last week. And you step back and you look at it and you go, wow. Gary said, we lost several older gentlemen from our church who just suddenly developed blood clots. And, and you go back and you go, why don't these people listen? Well, I don't know. You know, I think a lot of them, again, it's because of the mainstream media is so completely and totally compromised they're not telling the truth of what's happening with these clot shots and who's giving them and why they're being given these shots. This is a eugenics protocol. I warned everybody. Remember? You guys go listen to the shows two years ago that we're going to start having massive deaths from this when they developed this shot. And a year and a half ago when they started shooting people up, I said, you wait. You wait. You wait till you see the death rates. And the only reason the death rates aren't higher are because of placebos. Yep, because of placebos. 
we now know that, you know, Pfizer put out a lot of placebos. They didn't have any active ingredients in some of these shots. They were saline solution. This whole thing was a beta test. It was a, it was a clinical experiment. They did it on the population of the planet, giving out supposedly 10 billion shots to see what kind of death rates they could achieve. Remember Bill Gates said they're going to use vaccinations and injections to basically cause population death globally? He said that in one of his speeches as far as how they could be able to reduce the population of the planet. And now what's interesting here, here's an article from the expose. It says, whilst you've been distracted by the Russian Ukraine, the U.K. government quietly published data confirming the triple vaccinators are just weeks away from acquiring AIDS, acquired immune deficiency syndrome. The latest official figures from the U.K. health security agencies are the triple vaccinated people ages 30 to 70 have now lost at least 70 percent of their immune system compared to the natural immune system unvaccinated people. Their immune systems are deteriorating between 10 and 30 percent on per week on average with the deterioration much larger and quicker among the younger age groups, hence why we have so many people coming down with cancer. If this continues at the current rate, then all triple vax 18 and 39 years old will have 100% immune system degradation by the middle of next month. Now, here's the thing that this is not taking into consideration. It's the placebos. You may be triple vax, but only one of the vaccinations may have actually been one of the actual shots. The rest could have been placebos, or you could have received all three active shots. And in that case... I don't think you have much of a chance, to be honest with you guys. England's COVID-19 figures were produced by the U.K. Health Security Agency. And the following table showing the number of vaccination cases status between week six and week nine is taken from the week 10 to week 22. As you can see from the above, the triple vax population accounted for the majority of the COVID cases in each age group by a country mile, except under the age of 18. The highest number of cases in those four weeks was recorded by the triple jabbed 40 to 49-year-olds with 11, with 111,000 confirmed cases, this compares to just 10,000 cases among the va- unvaccinated 40 to 49 year olds. I'm going to post this article for you guys because you need to read through all of it. We covered part of this information a couple of months ago, but now it's coming back up again as these rates are actually being shown to be true, and then we're having all of these people basically die. And you know, I don't know what to tell somebody when they've been triple vaxxed at this point. I really don't. I guess they could take an acetylcysteine. I guess they could take vitamin C. They're going to have to really have a lot of vitamin E and cod liver oil to thin the blood because of clots. If that'll help, it may or may not. I don't know. Uh, they're going to have to basically really keep their diet clean and not eat any hydrogenated oils and trans fats and sugar and coffee and alcohol and all those other things that we talk about on the top 10 list never to eat. They're going to have to find a way to get their immune system really boosted up with D3, potassium iodine, with zinc, with quercetin. I, I, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what else to say. I mean, cause I, I'm in a quandary here. Because I look at what's happening and I'm like, you know somebody has destroyed their immune system. You know it probably isn't going to get fixed. So what can you do? The only thing you can do is mitigate the damage. That's all you can do at this point with supplementation and dietary and lifestyle change. But when you have guys that are running five miles a day or dropping dead, running five miles a day, I can't even run five miles a day. I don't even want to do that because of the banging on my spine and my, you know, my joint system. But the reality is, is this. Why in the world isn't this being pushed into the media more and more and more? Because, again, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, the mainstream media is controlled by the same Khazarian mafia group, the Sabbatain Kabbalist Frankist group, the synagogue of Satan group, the Druid group. I mean, just pick a name. It's the same group. The worshippers of Baal and Moloch and Einsoff, this group. The, the group that basically was sacrificing human beings when Moses went up on the mountain. To get the Ten Commandments, the same group, 
the same group that we've seen through the Dark Ages continue to sacrifice children and drink their blood, the same group that runs the central banks, the same group, bloodline families that are on the Committee of 300 and Council on Foreign Relations, on the Bilderberger Group of the Boys and Girls from Bohemian Grove, on and on and on and on. It's the same group of these people, there's only, I think, 200,000 of these weirdo, wackos, fully blown synagogue of Satan on the planet. We just need to give them the island of Madagascar and let them kill each other. You know, and just basically stop all boat traffic off Madagascar, all plane traffic off Madagascar, you know, put up a security fair barrier around it, you know, mine the doggone harbors, do everything you need to and see what they want to do as far as their human sacrifice and killing each other. And they'll still self-extinguish. They'll self-extinguish within a few years. They'll sacrifice everybody until everybody's dead. Happened in Central and South America because they decided to worship Quetzalcoatl, who came over there as the winged serpent god. Same group again with this demonic entity coming over here. It happened with the American Indians, who routinely many of these different tribes did human sacrifice. Central America, human sacrifice. South America, human sacrifice. You say, well, you know, they don't do that anymore. Well, we don't know. We have no idea if they do that anymore. We don't know what's going on down there in those jungles. And I watched this, The Lost City of Z the other day. I'm not recommending the movie because it's really boring. But it was on one of the TV shows that I was watching, and it showed this guy who got into the South American area about 100 years ago, and they ended up killing him. They gave him something to drink and just sacrificed him. And, uh, you know, and him, him and his son. And, you know, People say, well, it was awful what we did to the American Indian. I'm not saying that what we did to the American Indian wasn't awful. But what were the American Indians doing to each other if they were killing each other and sacrificing each other? The same thing with the Central Americans and the South Americans. We've brought Christianity to them to try to change them so they'd stop eating each other. Oh, my God. What are we supposed to do? Just pretend like that didn't happen? We're supposed to pretend like they weren't sacrificing and eating their hearts and drinking their blood and skinning the bodies and then wearing the skin like a suit. We're supposed to pretend like none of that happened and these were all good people and the Christians came over and they destroyed their culture. Let me explain something to you. When you're eating people and sacrificing people and sacrificing children and using their skin as a suit, somebody needs to disrupt your culture. Somebody needs to give you a reality check and somebody needs to say, stop it. That's the depravity that happens with human beings if they don't have Jesus, if they don't have the most high God in their lives. They get sick and they get caught up in all kinds of weird perversions. It says in the book of Genesis, isn't it, that every thought of every person was evil all of the time. Guys, that's what we try to do on this show. It's about Jesus. Like I said to you guys yesterday, we don't have a snowball's chance in H-E double sticks without Christ on this planet right now. He's the only thing that's going to deliver us. People say, well, we're going to overthrow these guys, and we're going to put a secular government in, and we're going to rewrite our Constitution. It'll all just happen again. It'll just happen again without Jesus. You've got to make Jesus the center of everything. Otherwise, perversion and sickness and men competing as women and transgender story hour and men using the bathroom with little girls – It'll just all come back again because these guys have put their seed into these people that are so weak-willed and weak-minded in the United States. See, a lot of these liberals who are communists who basically believe this whole transgender story hour is good and transgenders are good, they're not Satanists. They're not sacrificing children and drinking blood. They're just twisted. They're messed up in the head. You know, they were taught that all this stuff was okay from a childhood era when they were in a theta, theta brainwave state. And they don't know how to reprogram it, nor do they wish to reprogram their brain. 
but they're not actively involved in sacrificing human beings yet. But the reality is, is that it's hard to wake them up because the culture has been so destroyed with the Frankfurt School. 17 Frankfurt School Bible started that, by the way. We talked about that on last Wednesday's show, and I gave you dates, names, places of people. Listen to the show from a week ago on Wednesday. And I talked to you in detail about who these people are and what they've done. It's always the same group. They are the bloodline families. They are the mafiosa groups. They run the drugs. They run the human trafficking. They run the organ trafficking when they take people's livers and kidneys and hearts and steal them and kill these people and transfer them all over the world. They traffic in children. This is the group that is running the planet through organized crime. It's the same group. So unless we get rid of that group, because we can throw them on the island of Madagascar with everybody else, it ain't going to change. Because, again, at the highest levels, these groups are controlled by this Lucifer, or they call him Einsoff, or Quetzalcoatl, or, you know, or Baphomet, or whatever they want to call them. This is the group that makes that is now either given Madonna a new body, yeah, or basically has cloned Madonna, because she looks like she's 20 years old again instead of in her mid-60s. And then we got Katy Perry and all the rest of them, Miley Cyrus and Hillary Clinton. I mean, remember, when these guys spend billions of dollars giving a person notoriety, and they pick these people. We talked about that on, I believe it was yesterday's show. And they pick these people for the prominence and for the people that they're going to be controlling and who are going to control the rest of the masses. They have a lot of investment capital in them, and they don't want to see them – how should I say die or disappear? So would they clone them? Oh yeah, they can clone people now. We, we they've been cloning they've been cloning mammals for for decades. They have the ability to clone humans too, you know. So there's all kinds of secret stuff they do that we're not aware of. Now, so also Madonna shows up looking like she's a teenager again. Remember, Joan Rivers kept getting all these face surgeries, but more more plastic surgery, more plastic surgery. But then Joan Rivers broke Joan Rivers broke the rule. Well, everybody knows that Obama's gay. Just calm down. Everybody knows that Michelle's a tranny. What do you mean? She's a transgender. Everybody knows it's okay. Dead. Written out of the script. A few weeks later. Go look it up on YouTube. I'm not making it up. Uh, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, for he is the author, and he is the finisher, and he is the perfecter of our faith. And without Jesus, we're in trouble. But with him, we can do all things through Christ. I love you guys. Also, want your next story. <laughs> you know, I was... I had a chuckle, not because it's funny, because it's, it's a weird topic when you said, you know, when you're going in and sacrificing people like the Mayans were doing and everything, somebody needs to come in and kind of disrupt your culture. And, you know, it's well said, because, I mean, that's exactly what happened with the Spanish conquest and a lot of that stuff that happened down there. And, you know, I remember when they were talking about one of the incidents that happened, I think it was in like the late 1600s, right around 1700, and some of the friars that were there with the uh, the, Span- the Spaniards. And they basically captured some of these guys. Some of them were like basically the friars, like basically like the, the priest. And they put them on like an X cross and basically pulled their hearts out and ate them. Like I mean, this is documented history back then from the 1700s. That's what they were involved in back there down in South America. And, you know, it's it's very right, like you said, when you start dealing 
with cultures that have no basis, that have no ethics, that have no morals, that have no restrictions on anything, that have no laws of man of saying, hey, listen, this is just not acceptable behavior. You're really not supposed to be going in and cutting people's heads off after you pull their heart out and skinning them and wearing their skin as a suit. It's really not acceptable behavior in a society. And the fact of the matter is it's sad but when you see groups and you read history that was involved in that type of sadistic behavior, you got to kind of wonder, there's a reason why we're called basically to love one another and try to promote freedom and truth and biblical values. And one thing that Dad's always said, and he's been very right, is that the United States Constitution, the United States of America, is based solely, only, only for a populace that for the most part is based in Christian beliefs. And it really is, because it's pretty much a self-governed aspect, and it's a government by the people for the people. Now, the problem with it, what's happened is the communist and the far-left, basically Satanist, the ones that are involved in all this sick stuff, they have found that the Christian culture, because of the love and tolerance, so to speak, is – able to be penetrated rather easily in some cases when people don't stick up and speak their mind. And this is the issue that we have found now over the years is that the Christian church and the Christian population in most cases, because of what they've been taught and almost beat down in the churches, it's like taboo to say anything to anybody or to offend anybody. You're not supposed to say anything that somebody else doesn't like. You're not supposed to question anything. You're just supposed to walk around and love one another. Well, the aspect of loving one another is 100% factual and biblical, but the aspect of not speaking your mind and not standing up for truth and justice is 100% anti-biblical. I told you guys last week, I said, it's funny when people come up with these comments and they go, well, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't say anything to offend anybody. You shouldn't, you shouldn't do anything, you know, you don't want to make anybody upset. As I mentioned repeatedly, what do you think Jesus did when he started whipping people and throwing them out of the temple and flipping their tables and throwing their coins everywhere? You think that made everybody happy? You think that made the banker boys in great mood? You think nobody got offended when he did that? It's because they were an abomination. They were making a mockery of the temple. It was something that was diametrically opposed to the biblical values that he was promoting. Guys, what happens when we have these people coming into these schools and teaching these five-year-old children that it's okay to be a cross-dressing pervert and they need to embrace it? Guys, it's diametrically opposed to biblical values. But yet all of a sudden now the church just doesn't want to make anybody upset. Oh, somebody's going to get offended in the, in the church if I say something like that. So I'm just going to continue to preach bubblegum for the brain sermons. And go one year stint on Romans and talk to everybody about why everybody needs to be a good peasant and follow the rules and follow the order and don't push back ever under any circumstances. My friends, we are called higher than that. And if you see something that's wrong, you call it out for what it is. It was interesting. You know, as we've seen in other cities, especially LA, for example, for that's just a great example of just lawlessness now, of videos of, you know, Women being basically beaten up. When I'm not saying this is good, this is horrific videos, and men walking by and doing absolutely nothing. That one 60 year old nurse, oh, God, made me so mad. Watch that surveillance photo, and that just 
lunatic runs up in front of her and pushes her down the stairs, down to the next platform. Then she gets up, he pushes her down the next stairs, concrete stairs, and two guys are going up the escalators, watching it happen. And then they scurry off, like complete and total pansies. And then I thought to myself, you know, this is what happens when you see different segments of society that refuse, that refuse to stand up for truth and freedom. It's systemic all the way across the board. I saw a video that just popped up on social media last night. This is down towards Fort Lauderdale. And this, I guess, young black male, he looked almost Somalian, jumped on this female at Walmart, jumped on her, mounted her on the ground, mounted her and was trying to rape her in the middle of the aisle. And about three other black guys and one white guy grabbed this guy down the aisle and beat the crap out of him in the middle of the aisle. They're holding him down. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I thought to myself, wow, somebody actually got involved. Now, unfortunately, you know, the, I think the girl was slightly injured, but, you know, she was, she was okay. They stopped it from it escalating any further. But for the most part, I went, yeah, there's a reason why we have a reputation in Florida for being violent rednecks. It's not because we run around trying to get in fights. It's because most people know you come down here and start doing stupid stuff like that. You're either going to get shot or you're going to get beat unconscious. That behavior is intolerable in Florida for the most part. And I thought to myself, how different in the same country on two different coasts does it show you society and how people respond in certain segments? When you see that incident happen in Fort Lauderdale and another incident happen in California, L.A., two similar incidents, but yet two completely different outcomes because grown men decided to get involved and stand up for what was right. Even if, I don't I mean I have no idea if these guys were, you know, Christians or anything like that. I have no idea. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is when you see something's wrong, it is your duty to speak up, whether you're physically getting involved or you're verbally getting involved. That's why I told you guys last year when I, I had I had so much I was so sick of it when I saw these kids outside on the playground wearing masks by this elementary school that's right down the road from the office. And that's when I finally heard about basically this giant mass protest that was going on with the school board. I went, golly, I don't even have any kids in the public school system, but I absolutely have to go down there and make my voice heard because these children don't have a voice. They're five, six, seven years old. They don't know what's going on. They're just following authoritative leadership when most of the leadership is completely and totally corrupt in some of these schools. And they don't know what to do. I mean, six, seven-year-old doesn't really know what to say. And you tell them to wear a muzzle. They're like, okay, I don't want to get in trouble. And they just kind of go along with it. This is what we continue to have to do is teach everybody to stand up for themselves and stand up for others that may not be able to stand up for themselves. It's so absolutely crucial that we continue to promote that. Also, to in other news, this is interesting. As you know, everybody continues to say how great of a company Pfizer is in the left and how they've come out with this new safe and effective vaccine that now has had millions, millions of severe adverse events all over the globe. They now announced this week that they're recalling a huge aspect of their drugs, citing they have high levels of substance that U.S. regulators said could cause cancer. People who used the blood pressure drugs to reduce the risk of stroke and heart attacks were advised to find alternatives. 
Several lots of Accurtech and two authorized generic versions distributed by Greenstone, manufactured by Pfizer, were found to have levels of nitrosoquoprol, which is above the acceptable daily intake set by U.S. regulators. The company provided lot numbers and information to identify the bad lots. They said these impurities will increase the risk of cancer if people are exposed to them above acceptable levels over long periods of time, hence why these drugs have now been recalled. Now, you have to ask yourself the million-dollar question. Did they know these levels were in the batch before they released them? When we produce our supplements, whether it be our ultimate multiple powder, whether it be a lot of the stuff, it has to go through assaying. Assaying means it goes through and is tested for any impurities, any heavy metals, any toxins, any contaminants. Every batch has to have a small amount of it assayed and tested to make sure 100% under no certain terms are there any toxic substances, any impurities, any things that basically have gotten into it that are toxic, and it's tested. And if it fails the batch, if it fails the assay, the whole batch has to be scrapped. They have to start over again. This has happened repeatedly. I mean, I've, I've been in the manufacturing world. I've had this happen repeatedly to me. Now, it's interesting. You have Pfizer, multi-megabillion-dollar pharmaceutical company, and they have a batch that comes out that's contaminated with a toxic compound that's known to cause cancer, and yet they just happen to not know that three different versions of it had this in it? No. I don't buy that for one second with this company. This company comes out of the pit of hell. They just brought to us the RNA gene therapy shots and told everybody they're safe and effective. When in their own clinical trials it showed they had over 1,200 severe adverse events in them in their clinical trials. The reason why I'm bringing this up is do not believe anything you hear in the mainstream media without doing your own research first. The lies, the perversion, and the manipulation and propaganda is at an all-time high, in my personal opinion, from what we're seeing right now. Do your own digging. Do your own research. They're doing everything they can to prevent people from speaking the truth. I mean, Twitter now has suspended multiple people from the Babylon Bee, the satirical like meme website, after what they did with Richard Levine as man of the year. Because USA Today dubbed him Woman of the Year, and they've made total mockery of it. And now they've, they've, they've like suspended the CEO's Twitter account, suspended another guy's Twitter account on Babylon B because they said, dude, we're not going to apologize. We're not going to recant this. He's been a grown man for 60 years of his life, and then he decided he wanted to put on high heels and a dress, and everybody has to call him ma'am, and people are doing it. This is a joke. This is a complete and total joke. Twitter's gone full-blown tyrannical on it. Well, Why? They don't want to release the narrative. They don't want people talking about what's really going on. Another professor at the University of Edinburgh over basically in Great Britain has now been absolutely eviscerated in the media and by the government because he basically suggested that this whole thing we're seeing in Ukraine is complete and total theater. And he completely and totally has called out what's going on over there and the neo-Nazis and the bioweapon labs, and they've absolutely eviscerated him now. They're talking about basically trying to take him away from the university and not allow him to be a professor. They're talking about now trying to bring criminal charges against him for spreading false, hateful speech. Because why? Well, because he it said almost exactly what we've been saying of what's going on over there. This is why the First Amendment was the First Amendment. There's a reason why it made number one on the list. Because if you can't speak the truth, 
If you can't talk about what's right and what's just and what's true, everything else goes by the wayside because it comes down all the way. If you can't talk about biblical principles, if you can't talk about freedom, if you can't talk about liberty, if you can't talk about what's really happening in the world and what's really happening in your society and you're shunned and you're censored and you're you know, suspended, then truth ceases to exist in the society. And the only thing else that exists when truth goes away is lies and falsehood and manipulation. That is why the First Amendment made number one with the freedom of speech. Always remember that, my friends, and you have to exercise those rights. If you don't exercise those rights, they cease to exist. It's like if somebody says, well, we have the Second Amendment, maintain our guns. And somebody walks up to you and says, you know what? I don't like the Second Amendment. I want your guns. And you relinquish your firearms over to them voluntarily. Well, the Second Amendment no longer applies to you. You handed over that right. You gave that right away. It was the same thing that happened during COVID when people went in and basically started giving over their freedom to travel, their freedom to work, their freedom to breathe fresh air and said, you're right. I don't have a right to breathe fresh air. I don't have a right to say no about what goes on my face as a muzzle or a face diaper. You have that right to tell me what to do. I will put on a muzzle, master, and I will do whatever you want. When people did that, it changed the dynamics of people's mindset in this country for the worst because people all of a sudden realized and they thought truly deep down that they no longer had a right to say what they could and couldn't do with themselves and breathe fresh air. My friends, that's not a place for us to be, and we have to remember the only way you get rights back is you take them back. You don't ask for rights. Nobody grants you rights. They're given to you by God Almighty. Always remember that, Dad. What do you think? When, when we sacrifice rights you know, for freedom, the freedom goes away, so do the rights, and you have nothing left because what they do, you end up basically being taken over by a draconian government that put it, puts its boot and its heel on you and tells you to scream, you know, I'm a slave. And if you don't listen, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And you're right, Austin. I have, I've had so many of my friends now. They've come back and they didn't get vaccinated, and they've told me, we were so glad we listened to you. Oh, my gosh, are we glad. So many of our friends are dead. But the media's not talking about it. Look at my one buddy who's a car salesman. He's got clots throughout his legs. I saw him this week, and he looked absolutely awful. He looks like he's dying. Well, he probably is. He's been triple vaxxed. And it's sad. And I spoke to another car guy, and I said, aren't you glad you didn't get vaxxed? He goes, I'm so glad I didn't get vaxxed. So I spoke to a car lady who's wife of a dealership owner, and she goes, I'm so glad I listened to you and I didn't get vaccinated. Guys, it's not going to get any better. The kill shot has not gone away. The Chinese social credit score has not gone away. The you know COVID vaccination passports have not gone away. And if we allow this communist dictator that we have in the White House right now, this senile fool that we're calling the president, to continue to push the agenda of the Khazarian mafia, the Sabbatean, Frankist, Luciferian, Druidic weirdos, uh, we're going to continue to see the United slip down into the slippery slope of hell. The problem that they're doing now is they're drawing such a huge contrast between him and Donald Trump. People who actually know that Donald Trump wasn't a good guy are wishing for Donald Trump to come back because they want this pain to stop. They'd rather take a lesser pain from Trump than the major pain from Biden. And have you noticed how this is something that, you know, we mentioned before on the show, and I'm going to mention it again, that, you know, Donald Trump was pushing the kill shot, pushing the kill shot, pushing the kill shot. And then my buddy Wayne Allen Root just straight called him out. It went viral because, you know, Trump and Root, Root are friends. 
and, you know, and basically Trump has now not been pushing the clot shot as much as he was at the rallies. Now you think, well, he still pushed the clot shot. Yes, I know he did. And no, I don't want him to be president. No, I don't want him back in the White House. <laughs> you know, his why his daughter's a Kabbalist witch. We know that. But we've got to realize that people are going to go ahead and revote for Trump because the pain is so bad with Biden. I would like to see the Santos in there, see what he's going to do. I really would. He's the one I want to be president right now because at least he is walking the walk and talking the talk. By the way, the Chinese airlines have now grounded all of his Boeing 737-800s after another 132 people died in a death plunge. Passengers went into a sudden, terrifying 350-mile-per-hour, 30,000-foot straight dive, straight down, I mean 180 degrees, and smashed into the mountainside in China, killing all people on board. If you're still flying, I highly suggest that you find out what type of equipment they're planning on putting you on, if it's going because they know that in advance. And I suggest that if it's any kind of anything that's a 737, that you just step away from it. Unless it's one of the older models from like the 80s, when the old old 737s, they're pretty safe. But these new ones, especially the 737 Max, the, the, the vertical stabilizer on the back, you know, the, the wing on the back of the plane, the horizontal stabilizer, whatever you want to call it, you know, it has the trim tabs on it. That 737 Max in particular had the engines mounted up too high on the wings, and it wants to climb really, really fast, setting the stall indicator off. When that stall indicator goes off, it drops the nose so we can recover from the stall. The problem is it overcorrects, and then that it basically takes the nose and pushes it down, even if the plane's not stalling, and it causes the plane to go straight down and crash. It's happened repeatedly. In fact, there's actually been a TV show that was done on that, like a one-and-a-half-hour movie on it. And so be very careful on the airlines that you choose. And same thing with flying private. Be very careful if you fly, if you fly in private planes to make sure that it has a current annual on it and the plane is up to standards as far as what you expect an aircraft to be. When you fly commercial or private, it's pretty doggone dangerous. It's a high-risk activity. Make sure that you're on good equipment. That's the most important thing as far as flying. And I'm so glad now that a lot of these people like British Air have completely lifted the mask mandate. They have. No more masks on British Air. I love that. I wish America would follow suit and the CDC and the TSA. The TSA decided to keep the mask mandate active. I have no authority to do that. But guys, remember, I love you. I do. I appreciate you. You guys are absolutely awesome. I really enjoy my hour with you every day. I do. I got to pray for you this morning. I feel like you guys are all sitting in my living room and we got a fire going and we're just chilling out and talking and just having a really good old time of one Christian to another and other people who are wanting to become Christian here with us and we're witnessing to them and we're talking about the power of Jesus and we're just having a good old fashioned fireside chat. I love you guys. I really do. Also, go ahead and finish it up and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, my friends. And as we're continuing to just see everything come together in this bigger picture and what the overall agenda has been, it's absolutely crucial that we continue to support one another and get the truth out there and continue to try to, you know, let certain things go if they're not a huge deal. And I know that sounds weird sometimes, but I've seen things over the years where some people, you know, make a big deal out of certain things or they fall away and they basically have these conflicts over minor stuff. And right now it's more than ever. If you have patriots or friends or family, certain groups, you know, try to do the best you can to work with one another. There's a lot of conflict going on right now, and it's very specific for a very specific reason. They want people to no longer be unified. If they can break people up into 50,000 different groups, and this is what the overall goal is, 
then people will no longer be unified to stand up for a singular cause because everybody's bickering and fighting with one another. That's one of the overall goals you see with the communist narrative is that it's designed to break down national heritage, you know, national pride. There's nothing wrong with being proud of where you're from. This concept of saying, well, if you're proud to be an American, then you're some neo-Nazi racist skinhead. And I'm like, what? When, when did this start happening? If you're proud to be from Africa, you're a proud African-American. If you're proud to be from Spain or proud to be from Mexico, wherever you're from, you're proud where you're from. But whatever country you're in, support and unify with that country. If you live in the United States and you're a proud American, be a proud American. We're all here together. There's nothing wrong with being proud of being an American. This concept has eluded a lot of people because everyone is so busy trying to find a reason to get offended now. It's a joke. It's absolutely a joke. I told my buddies last night, we went out to Axe Place and threw some axes last night. And we were laughing. And I said, a good comedian is somebody that can offend everybody and make everybody laugh at the same time. I said the idea now in this society that everybody has to try to find something to be offended about is nothing short of complete and total laughable lunacy. This is what they designed everything to be. This is why now you can't even make a joke without being racist. It doesn't even matter what it's about. It's like everything's racist now. Well, that's because the media has told everybody to be that way. Understand who's telling you and making you think certain things. Make your own decisions for yourself. Make your own conclusions yourself and do your own research yourself. Make your own decisions, my friends. That is super, super important. Thank you for the support. You guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night. You need anything? Again, I told you earlier, joint rebuilding formula, on sale product of the week. Food buckets got another uh, big old batch in stock yesterday, just showed back up. Everybody has basically been ordering some more of the organic food buckets, have more of those coming in. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow, as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.